The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 11th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Today, we have a monster slate of games to cover. There were 13 games on Wednesday. For some reason, it makes no sense to me because on Tuesday, there were only three games. Come on, NBA, straighten this out a little bit for us. It's getting a little outrageous. Um, but clearly, we got a loaded show. Tons of talent out there. We had the huge matchup between Kay Cunningham and Jalen uh, Green. So, of course, we're going to cover that. And But before we get into that huge 13-game slate, I just want to give a shout-out to a couple players in the G League, a couple rookies that uh, put up some good numbers that impressed me. Uh, first, I'm going to start off with McKinley Wright, undrafted rookie with the Minnesota Timberwolves, playing at the G League with the Iowa Wolves. Scored 35 points, had five rebounds and five assists. That's a huge performance, especially from an undrafted player. He had all the skills and talent to be drafted. He's just like six foot, six foot one. That was his only knock. That's the only reason he's not drafted. Everything else about him is a professional player. And so teams hate guards that are not tall, basically. So if you're short, you have to prove it. McKinley Wright just made a great first step in proving that he belongs. So hopefully he will keep it up. Another guy that was undrafted that I felt should have been drafted, one of my favorites, RJ Nimhart. He is playing with the Cavaliers G League team. He scored 17 points, had 11 rebounds and 11 assists. Yes, you heard me right. That is a triple-double for an undrafted rookie. And mind you, G League is not just rookies playing. This is veterans, all that. Lance Stevenson is out there. It's a lot of players out there. But to come in your first game, same from McKinley Wright, RJ Nimhart, and put up these monster numbers like that, that shows you that they should have been drafted, you know. But this draft was just so deep. Any other year, they probably would have been. Last but not least, got to give a shout out to Josh Primo. A lot of people are uh, wondering what he's up to. He was a 12th pick in a draft. He was a big surprise for most people at that time, including myself. But he is in the G League, even though he was drafted 12th. Um, you know, Chris Duarte was drafted uh, 13th, and he's getting major minutes in the NBA. So it's like, why is Josh Primo not playing? Every Everyone in the lottery pretty much is playing. Um, so... He is the youngest player in the draft. That's why. That's one thing. <laughs> and, you know, he was still a little raw, not really ready, not mature, not big enough for the NBA to just be thrown out there from day one, according to the Spurs. And, you know, that's pretty much true. <laughs> but he played well in the summer league, didn't play much in the preseason, but he also played in the G League. He had his first game where he played. He scored 14 points, had eight assists two rebounds, and one block in 24 minutes. That is good pr production right there. So he's going to, I believe, keep bouncing up and down from the Spurs to the G League team of the Spurs. But I just hadn't heard much about Josh Primo anywhere. So I had to find out what he's up to. So he is 
you know, still on a positive outlook right now, but they're just going to probably wait for him for next year and the year after to really get him some minutes, but we will see another shout out. That's all my G league coverage, but I have to give a shout out to Chet Holmgren. He had a historic stat line in his Gonzaga debut. He had 14 points. Uh, Let me see. 13 rebounds, six assists and seven blocks. So they blew out their opponent. Honestly, just in a little bit, I saw from the highlights, he looked a little bit like uh, Pokashevsky out there playing against high schoolers. Uh, They were playing some college that you and I have never heard of, Dixie State Trailblazers. So you can't really take too much from this, in my opinion. But everyone expects Chet Holmgren to be the number one, if not number two, number three pick in the draft this upcoming season. So everyone is, you know, looking out for him and want to know how he's going to do this year. So I figured, you know, I would I would mention him, even though I'm sticking with my rookie class and we're not going into 2022 yet, but I'll give news and notes whenever I feel needed. There you go, David. (laughs) No, but starting with the 13 games slate, let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, I'm going to start off with Josh Primo, San Antonio Spurs versus the Sacramento Kings. Uh, The Spurs won that one 136 to 117. So, of course, we have to mention the only rookie the Kings are playing right now, Davion Mitchell. He's just been solid, you know, pretty much all year. Like I mentioned last show, uh, the way to win rookie of the year is to stay solid because not everyone is going to be electric, but some of those guys that are electric end up fizzling out, you know, but Davion mentioned, you know, he's going to be steady all year with still the impo- still the possibility to improve. In 26 minutes, he had 13 points, three rebounds, four assists, and shot six for 16 from the field. His only knock for this game was he was one for eight from the three-point line. So <clears throat> he's got to get that up. You know, he hits two or three or more of those three-pointers, and then it's a really nice game. So, you know, he is still developing as well, <clears throat> but it's good to see him still getting, you know, he's been getting good minutes on this team. <clears throat> and, you know, that goes to show, like we were talking about with Josh Primo, no minutes at all. So, We'll see what happens with his future. But at least he did go in the game, unlike Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, that's another note. But uh, for the Spurs, Josh Primo actually did get in this game he, for three minutes. So that's basically nothing. But it's good to see, like I said, he's going to be bouncing up and down from the G League to the NBA. <clears throat> but no idea why. Same for Joe Weisskamp. I'm not used to seeing Joe Weisskamp name on the uh, stat sheet as well three minutes as well <clears throat> he did end up hitting a three-pointer so 100 from the field <laughs> with his three points that is good to see uh jock landell not listed on the stat sheet so they must kept him in the g league but that's interesting to be bringing up players that are supposed to be in the g league when there's no injury or anything like that so <clears throat> except for you know they have one injury keto based yeah but for the most part, that's surprising, but it's good to see them getting minutes. So can't hate on that. Next game, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the New Orleans Pelicans 108 to 100. Now, a favorite team of mine because they have so many rookies. <laughs> okay, see, uh, it, it got a surprising win, but it's 
not so surprising when you're playing the New Orleans Pelicans. They're the worst team in the league. They're one and eleven. It's ridiculous. You would think OKC would be closer to them, but they are four and six right now. So I'm sure the the GM is going to hate them. Sam Press is going to hate them because they'll probably not have a top five pick again this year unless they go on that tank train. But anyway, Josh Giddy played 31 minutes, <clears throat> only shot 30% from the field. But yeah, seven points, 12 rebounds, nine assists, and one steal. Once again, those points are low. And it's funny that a lot of times those are his lowest stat category out of the three major stats. But I mean, uh, if he doesn't go three for 10 from the field, he hits one or two more shots. He's pushing a triple double. And that's that's incredible right there. So that's good to see, but that field goal percentage will will <laughs> haunt you in a category league. But um, it's good to see him out there being able to, you know, take the ups and downs and learn on the job, you know. So good, good, good. Um, next, Jeremiah Robinson Earl only played 11 minutes in this one. Two points, five rebounds, and one steal. Unfortunately, those minutes are low. You want to see more. They are still starting Derek Favors for some reason. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully they're doing it to, um, you know, get film out there for him so someone wants to trade for him because there's no reason they should be starting Derek Favors over Pokashevsky or Jeremiah Robinson Earl. That makes no sense. Uh, Trey Mann played 14 minutes, six points, four rebounds, one block. Want to see him getting more minutes as well, but he could be in the G League, so I can't complain too much. <clears throat> now on the Pelicans, <clears throat> the, the struggling, struggling Pelicans. <laughs> uh, they have Herb Jones. He was back today, and he played terrible. Uh, he was one for seven from the field, uh, four points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block. So he did have a pretty solid game, but just that field goal percentage is horrendous. But he's not a scorer. He's not a shooter. Uh, he's out there for his defense, and he's getting pushed to the bench right now because they have Devontae Graham, Josh Hart's in the starting lineup, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker's in the starting lineup. Who's not in the starting lineup? Once again, Trey Murphy. But he did get 16 minutes. He was able to put up a little bit of production, five points, four rebounds, and a steal. So it's something you can't be too mad at it. So, but you just want to see more from Trey Murphy. He was two for eight from the field. So uh, he was <laughs> shooting that ball once he got in there. He said, you're not going to give me much minutes. I'm going to put up some shots regardless then. <laughs> uh, but next game, Dallas Mavericks versus Chicago Bulls. Mavericks lost that one. Uh, Bulls won 117 to 107. Now we know that the Mavericks do not have any drafted rookies. And right now their undrafted rookies are not on the team as well. So unless someone gets called up, no rookies of note right now. For the Chicago Bulls, they have Ayo Desunmu coming off of his big game last game. He had seven points and one rebound in this game in 19 minutes, shot three for nine from the field. Uh, the Bulls played all 12 players. So it was hard to kind of get a gauge for who they really want in there. Um, Alizé Johnson was not playing at times. Derrick Jones Jr. missed the beginning of the season. So uh, it's really 
up and down for AO. <clears throat> and it will be unless someone in that starting lineup gets hurt or he surpasses Javante Green in the starting lineup. Otherwise, it's going to be inconsistent for AO. But, you know, he's a second round pick that is getting minutes. So you have to be happy about that. So that is all for that game. Next game, the game of the night, the game everyone's been waiting for and going to be looking forward to all year long. Well, I guess there's only one more matchup, but still. Uh, The Detroit Pistons versus the Houston Rockets. The Pistons won that one, believe it or not, 112 to 104. This is a battle between two of the other worst teams in the league. The Rockets are now 1-10. The Pistons are 2-8. It's just, you know, not good, not good. Um, but let me see if no Luca did not play. So Kay Cunningham is the only rookie that played for the Detroit Pistons tonight, played 30 minutes, shot eight for 18 from the field, had 20 points, his best game of the season so far. Great to see it. And I told you, you have to be patient with him. He came in, his first two games were not good at all. And ever since then, he's been ramping up, ramping up, uh, and this is his best performance, and he's only going to keep getting better from here. And he got the dub, so that's good to see. He had 20 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Unfortunately, he had four turnovers, which was a knock that people were worried about with him coming into the league. But, you know, it is what it is, growing pains. Um, You know, the veteran Corey Joseph had five turnovers, so, you know, it happens. But – it's good to see him putting up points, a good field goal percentage, 30, 50% from the three-point line. Uh, that is great because before that, he was shooting worse than Ben Simmons from the free throw, from the three-point line. You know, he was like one for 24 or something. So I knew that that was a fluke and that would eventually turn around. He's a good shooter. And shooting 50% from three is huge, which allowed him to get up to those 20 points. Now, let's go to his arch nemesis, Jalen Green. And I think only Jalen Green feels this way. Kate Cunningham's just out there to play ball. Jalen Green hates Kate Cunningham because he was drafted before him, and he will never let that go, apparently. But Jalen Green played 38 minutes, had 23 points, five rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers. Uh, Shot eight for 20 from the field. Great, great all-around game for Jalen Green. His only negative was his three-point percentage. He shot three, four, 11 from the three-point line. So, uh, but overall, great, great, great performance. You cannot hate on that. This is kind of what I expected from Jalen Green all year. Uh, close to, you know, 18 to 23 points per game. Uh, and then early in the season, he, his score was not that high. And I was like, maybe I, I, you know, projected him a little too high. It is hard to score in the NBA, but I do feel now – that is still possible. You know, he was just getting his feet under him. A lot of players are playing better now than they were at the beginning of the season. So great to see Jalen Green. He clearly has that green light. Um, you know, he played the most minutes of anyone on the team. So, but the main thing he did, Kay Cunningham was guarding him around the three-point line. Jalen Green drives around him to the basket, leaves him in his dust, and Dunks, uh, not on Cade, but he went by Cade to dunk the ball, and he emphatically screamed something at Cade and <laughs> instantly got a technical foul, you know, as he hung on the rim a little bit. <clears throat> so K 
he clearly could not wait to do that or do something to embarrass Kate Cunningham. And that was just showing you that this rivalry is something that will, you know, persist <laughs> because that animosity he has toward Kate or just that willing to show everyone, hey, look, guys, look, I'm better than him. Everyone look at me. That is still there and will remain there for quite some time. And that dunk was really, really nice. But at some point, Jalen's going to have to realize you weren't drafted like in the teens or the 20s. You weren't disrespected like Sharif Cooper. You were the second picker overall. It's okay. You don't need to hate Kate Cunningham. Uh, other than that, Alperin Sengun was out with an injury. Uzman Garuba is a DNP as usual. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but uh, Josh Christopher, their other first-round rookie, only played five minutes, had two points. So that was a great game for this show specifically, because otherwise, without those two players, no one would care about the Pistons and the Rockets because they're both two terrible teams. So that's one great thing about rookies, you know, especially the number one and number two pick in the draft. People want to see them play. That makes a terrible game, primetime type of game. So thank you, Cade. Thank you, Jalen. Can't wait to see more from you guys. Next game, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Knicks 112 to 100. The Milwaukee Bucks drafted uh, Kalet Zakis. He was a DMP, and that's all they have uh, because Sandra Mamuklashvili is not on the stat sheet, unfortunately. Uh, for the Knicks side of things, they still are not playing their rookies. Jericho Sims, Miles McBride, Quentin Grimes, all DMPs. Uh, they just, I mean, just send them to the G League. You're not going to play them. Thibodeau is not going to play them, so <laughs> send them to the G League. So this is a game with no rookies, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Next game, the Boston Celtics beat the Raptors 104 to 88. Now, for the Raptors, one of our best rookies of the year. One of my favorites. I can't say favorite because I'm sure you guys will get on me if I pick a favorite, but let's just say he's up there. Scotty Barnes played 32 minutes. Great field goal percentage, 7-4-11 from the field. Seven for eight from the free throw line. Ended up with 21 points, seven rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, but who's counting? But another great, solid performance from Scotty Barnes, and this is with Pascal Siakam. This is with OG Ananobi. This is with Precious Achua, with Fred Van Vliet. The whole team is here, and he is still balling. He was the leading scorer for the team. That is not something I expected at all. Um, he was putting up numbers like this before Pascal Siakam came back. That was like, okay, uh, I could see that. Yeah, it started a little sooner than I thought, but that's good. Now, when Siakam comes back, unfortunately, his numbers are going to dip a little bit. But no, Siakam played 30 minutes, only had eight points and seven rebounds. His production will ramp up and, and to where he's shooting more shots, though. So Siakam only shot three for seven from the field. So that, I mean, only seven shot attempts, that's not Siakam's game. So he was out there 30 minutes, but is he fully back to himself? I don't think so. Those shots will be more around 15 for Siakam, I'm sure, in the future. But it's very encouraging to see that Siakam played 30 minutes and Scotty Barnes was not affected at all. So uh, Gary Trent shot... 12 shots so I can see his shots going down a little bit 
But this is looking like a well-balanced uh, team that's striving to, I would think, make a play for, you know, sixth, seventh, or eighth seed. And I don't think anyone would have really thought that considering the lineup they had coming into the season. It's all, this is all Scotty Barnes taking a really bad Raptors team from last year and, you know, moving them forward for the most part. Um, I don't know if that's an overstatement. Don't kill me for that. But honestly, they lost Kyle Lowry. They gained Scotty Barnes. And anyway, no, I'm just going to go to the Celtics. <laughs> Y'all going to say I'm doing too much, but that's, they're playing really well. Uh, even though they got blown out in this game. <laughs> now, we know the Celtics don't have any rookies because their only drafted rookie is overseas. So nothing to say for them. And that's, that's unfortunate, too, because I think their rookie, Yuhan Bagarin, could play right away. But he's overseas. Next game, the Brooklyn Nets smoked the Orlando Magic 123-90. to on the Brooklyn Nets side of things, Dayron Sharp got in the game. What, what? Cam Thomas got in the game. What, what? And see, I, as soon as I named the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn I Hate Rookies Nets, they started playing my guys. Last game, they played three minutes each. This game, seven minutes each. So I like I like it. Okay, I can deal with this, Brooklyn. Thank you. Dayron Sharp, only seven minutes. Like I said, one for four from the field. Four points and five rebounds. That's some good production in seven minutes. Five rebounds in seven minutes. Nice. Cam Thomas, one for two from the field, had two points and one rebound and one block. And, you know, you can't expect much in seven minutes. It's hard to do anything in seven minutes, but it was a blowout. It was good to see those guys get out there on the court because they could have just not even been there and just been with the G League team. So the fact that they're still hanging around with the team, that's a good sign. On the Orlando Magic side of things, they have the two top 10 picks, Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner played 32 minutes, had 10 points, seven rebounds, one assist, and six steals. You heard me right. Six steals for Franz Wagner. That is incredible. That is incredible, incredible, incredible. Uh, when you look at the stat sheet, it's like, oh, 10 points. I mean, he, he didn't do much, but... Then you start looking seven rebounds, six steals. Okay, you're 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 a top rookie of the night, Franz Wagner. You know I got nothing bad to say about you. Uh, unfortunately, you know he shots zero for four from the three point range, and you know whenever I see that, I know I don't say to myself, "Oh yeah, that's that sounds right." He he can do that all the time, as in not do that all the time. But that's his his three point shooting is better than that. So I always think what could have been if he hit one or two of those, he would have 13 or 16 points, and then you would be looking at a monster game. So just trying to project for the future. Franz Wagner is a good shooter. Um, His threes just didn't fall for him tonight, but you cannot say he had a bad game with six steals. (laughs) That is awesome. Jalen Suggs only played 25 minutes. Two for eight from the field, not good. He also was 0 for 4 from three. Cole Anthony was 0 for 5 from three. Chuma Okiki was 0 for 4 from three. RJ Hampson was 0 for 4 from three. Like, they were missing everything. You're talking about bricklayers tonight. Oh, my gosh. But Jalen Suggs had seven points, five rebounds, and four assists, and three turnovers. Uh, It's not clicking with Jalen Suggs right now. 
we're just going to have to hope that with more time, it will. But he should be playing better than this. Um, I expect twice as many points from him. Maybe the other stats stay the same. And, I mean, a lot of that is his free field goal percentage. Like I said, 0 for 4 from 3. He hits 2 two for 4, 3 for 4. Then he's at that range that I expect. But his field goal percentage has not been good all year. And, you know, they could really use it. <laughs> uh, so we just got to wait and see what happens with Jalen Suggs. But it's been a tough go as far as what we all would have expected. Now, next game, Washington Wizards won against the Cavaliers 97-94. to On the Washington Wizards side of things, they have Corey Kispert played 14 minutes, 4 for 7 from the field. That's good. Nine points and four rebounds. Nothing to sneeze at there. Good performance by Corey Kispert in limited minutes. That's, this is what I like to see, a positive sign and, you know, with limited minutes because when those minutes get bigger, it's only going to help you play better when that does happen. Uh, unfortunately for Kispert, that will probably take an injury or two, but good game in limited minutes. For the Cavs, you know, we have another front runner for rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. In this game, he only played 26 minutes for some reason. Early in the season, they were playing him 40 minutes a game, 38, 40 minutes. And they lowered it tonight to 26. Um, and he only had three fouls, so that wasn't why. But he had 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and a block. Another huge performance. Right now, honestly, it's between Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year. It's still early, though. Kate Cunningham clearly is back now in full effect. And Jalen Green also seems to be hitting his stride. So I think those four are going to be, you know, there's going to be a photo finish, you know, at the end of the this rookie of the year race. I can't wait to see how it goes. And we can have a fifth contender sneak in there as well, possibly Josh Giddy or Franz Wagner. So we will see. And that is the only rookie for the... Cleveland Cavaliers. So 19 points, seven boards. You got to love it. Isaac Okoro was back his first game since his injury. And I was just looking at his stat line, two points, six boards. That's He was a rookie last year, six pick overall. Um, I root for him as well because last year's class is what inspired me to do this show. So I, you know, I want my guys to do good, but Isaac Okoro is kind of struggling a little bit. What can you do? Next game, it was his first game back, though, so hopefully better games to come. I, I believe in you. <laughs> but next game, Phoenix Suns versus the Portland Trailblazers. Suns won that 119-109. to 109. Neither of these teams play rookies, so that is the end of that. <laughs> the Trailblazers had Greg Brown, DMP, per use. Um, the Suns have Ish Wainwright undrafted they don't use them so nothing to say about this game at all next game charlotte hornets beat the memphis grizzlies 118 to 108 now the hornets are not playing their rookies at all as well and that's a bit of a surprise to me um right now the hornets are six and seven they started off hot but they seem to be cooling down now but they have james booknight who they drafted with the 11th pick overall. Him and then Josh Primo are barely seeing any time. 
Josh Primo is barely seeing any time, and he's seen more time than James Boudinac. It's kind of ridiculous, uh, but we know this coach, James Borrego, is kind of conservative with rookies. He even limited LaMelo last year. So it's going to take an injury for James Booknight and Kai Jones to get in the game uh, because they're getting constant DMPs. Not even like, oh, here's three minutes here, here's five minutes like some other teams are doing. The Hornets are not playing rookies at all. So G League for them or just riding the pine. So – uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, they have Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. Zaire Williams is kind of banged up. I think he was a game-time decision. But he and Santi Aldama did not play in this game. So better luck next time for the Grizzlies and the Hornets. Next game, the Denver Nuggets edged out the Pacers 101-98. to For the Pacers, of course, they have another favorite for our rookies, Chris Duarte. And he only scored six points and had three rebounds and one assist. Now, his production has dropped tremendously, and that's mainly since Karis LeVert has come back. But Karis LeVert was out this game with an injury. So this is probably Chris Duarte's lowest scoring, lowest production in a game this season. It's very interesting to me that that happened with – Karis LeVert out. He only shot two or nine from the field, only played 21 minutes, but he did start. But that production is not looking good. You want to see more than that from Chris Duarte. But, I mean, you can't expect him to be great every game. So we will see what happens next game. Yep. Um, I hadn't heard anything about Isaiah Jackson, their other first-round rookie since he got hurt. So I'm going to have to check into that and see if it's a season ender or not, but we will see. Now on the Nuggets side of things, Bones Highland played 22 minutes, had 12 points, three rebounds, four assists. That's great production. You wish he would get more minutes. Why is Austin Rivers and PJ Dozer even playing at all? Um, and they, they, like I said, those three are kind of sharing minutes, sharing the court. Even Forcondo Capazzo played seven minutes. So they played, um, 11 players tonight to get this victory. And, you know, Monty Morris is the guy that they trust at point guard right now until Bones Highland proves otherwise, and that might take an injury. I would expect it probably will take an injury. But um, good game for Bones Highland in limited minutes. Next game's the – let's see, which, which one should I go to? They're both in the third quarter. So <laughs> – I go Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Golden State Warriors. The Minnesota Timberwolves do not have any rookie on the stat sheet. So they're all in the G League right now. Nothing to say uh, about that. You know, soon McKinley Wright may get a call up. We talked about him earlier in the show, scoring 35 points, but right now, not on the team. For the Warriors, as we know, they have Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Moses Moody has entered the game. He's played four minutes. Um, no production thus far except one rebound. But Jonathan Kaminga has not entered the game yet. So we will see if he gets in the game eventually or not. But the Warriors are just trusting their veterans. You know, they're playing Iguodala, Bialisa, Otto Porter Jr., Garrett Payton II, Juan Toscano Anderson. Like these guys are getting minutes over. The potential, the higher ceiling of Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. And so 
that's all you can do right now. And and that's unfortunate, but sometimes it's better for these rookies in the long term to sit and watch or, you know, be humbled, play in the G League, and then when they get their shot, they will be ready. But right now, nothing to mention. And for the final game, right now it's 64 to 64 between the Lakers and the Miami Heat. And for the Miami Heat, they barely have any rookies, but they do have Omeria at seven, four minutes. For it to be in the third quarter, and he's already played four minutes, it's surprising. He normally plays three to five minutes per game. Uh, so we'll see if he gets back in the game at any point. But he has three points thus far and one rebound. And <laughs> it's it's almost midnight, y'all. <laughs> like y'all just came out of nowhere. But um, for the uh, Lakers, Austin Reeves has not entered the game yet. I heard he was out. Um, I don't know why. I didn't see why, but I doubt he will get in the game. Uh, it might be a minor injury or illness, but no news or notes on Austin Reeves thus far. Now, that completes our 13-game humongous wrap-up and other news and notes that I went over. But let me go over some of my top performers. I'm going to try to narrow it down because there were a lot of good ones tonight. Uh, I got to give it up for Davion Mitchell with 13 points, four assists. Got to give it up for Josh Giddy, almost getting a triple-double with seven points, 12 rebounds, nine assists. Have to give it up for the number one and number two pick, Kay Cunningham, with his 20 points. Jalen Green with his 23 points and five rebounds. Scotty Barnes with 21 points, seven rebounds, four assists. I'll give it up to Franz Wagner as well because of those steals, 10 points, seven rebounds, six steals. That's that's just a good solid game. There's nothing you can say bad about that. Um, Now, also... Evan Mobley, 19 points, seven rebounds. You got to love it. And finally, I'll throw in Bones Highland with his 12 points and four four assists, and that's because he only played 22 minutes. So have quite a few top performers of the night. Uh, So I had to give them all some love because, you know, lately it's been like a desert out here. I've been like scrummaging for who was the top rookie of the night. This guy has seven points. I guess he's the top guy. So today we had a huge slate of those 13 games. It's great to see our rookies getting a lot of minutes. And, you know, with the breaking news, with the rookies in the G League as well, there's a lot going on. So thank you all for listening to the show. If you love the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the All Rookie Podcast on Instagram as well. And that's at the All Rookie Podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for listening, supporting me and everything. Tell a friend, tell a friend, please. I love (laughs) y'all. And I'm out of here. See you next time. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.